in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Fuck with De Niro, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf, so we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas. They be moving in the pack Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you're at No matter Addy nigga We gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night It's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice Worth your life Answer yes well Did nigga pay your price Right or wrong When you see the moon It's on sight Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast Episode 278 I am your host, Mike De Niro. This is a historic episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because not only are we on the circle debate right now, but we are on the Bloodline Entertainment Network as we speak. Hit that subscribe button and throw your ones up in the air for the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We made history this past weekend. The last two days was fucking phenomenal. We made history with a beautiful pre-launch party. And then we had the very first Bloodline watch-along for AEW Revolution. It was fucking awesome. I got to give a big shout-out to every one of my Bloodline brothers. And I got to give a big shout-out to everybody who joined on the pre-launch party. Shout-out to everybody who joined. Shout-out to everybody who was in the chat. You guys are the reason why we do this. So big shout-out to you guys. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. And joining the Bloodline Entertainment Network as we make history. I see I already got my Bloodline brothers in the motherfucking chat. Shout out to Dom, the South Philly Psycho. Welcome back to Nero. Yo, it feels so good to be back. And I appreciate you being here, homie. Said that LOG cut slaps. Yes, sir. LOG. By the way, King Huey's going to be on this show really soon. So you're going to see more LOG and probably hear more LOG on the Wrestling DeLorean. I got my guy Tim King in the motherfucking house. What's popping, bro? Thank you so much for being here. The Tim King Show. Can't wait for the big uh, show tonight. We'll talk about that later. But definitely awesome for, to see you here in the chat. I got the honorary Oos in the chat right now. Shout out to Dan from Cage My IQ. I appreciate you being here. Shout out to Johnny. What up? Thank you for being here. Shout out to Graydon from Ben Busters. Awesome to meet you, bro. Thank, thank you so much for showing up on the uh, the pre-launch party. It was awesome. You are a fucking dope-ass dude. I can't wait to work with you, bro. Thank you so much for being here. I got my bloodline brother Nick in the motherfucking house. What's popping, bro? Thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, I never did this on the bloodline, but if you know the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, you already know before I start the show, got to give a big shout out to my sponsors at Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com and put in that promo code DeLorean for 20% off site-wide, whether it's the Weed Whacker, the lawnmower, the fucking ball deodorant, 20% off. It don't matter. You can't go wrong with 20% off. Put in the promo code DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N. Make sure you clean up down there. Your girl will thank you. Your guy will thank you if you go that way. And by the way, you will feel better about yourself too. So manscaped.com, promo code DeLorean, D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N for 20% off. And yeah, we, we got some merch. We got some merch. So 
I strongly, strongly advise you to go cop some Wrestling DeLorean podcast merchandise and some Circle Debate merchandise. Bloodline merchandise coming soon, but check this out. Definitely cops of merch. Everything is very appreciated. I appreciate you all. We got Angela in the motherfucking house, who's also in my motherfucking house. So shout out to Angela. I appreciate you being here, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about the April 16, 2001 episode of the wrestling. Oh, about to say the wrestling DeLorean podcast of Raw is War. Last week, we talked about the two-man power trip between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H taking out the Hardy Boys and Lita. And then on SmackDown, just a couple days later, Triple H loses the IC title in a huge upset to Jeff Hardy. So there's a lot of newsworthy shit to get into. But before we do, you got to strap in your seatbelt because we're about to go back in time to 2001. Let's start the DeLorean. Like I said, we got a big episode of Monday Night Raw here on this Monday because Triple H just lost his Intercontinental Champion. The two-man power trip went into the SmackDown of this week with all the momentum in the world, beating the Hardy Boys, not only beating the Hardy Boys, but beating them to a bloody pulp. And then Stone Cold and Triple H went in full fucking savage mode as they took out Lita. Stone Cold must have hit Lita like 19 times with the chair. Triple H hits Lita with a goddamn pedigree. So they go into SmackDown with all the momentum in the world. But on SmackDown, Triple H put his IC title on the line against none other than Jeff Hardy. And surprise, surprise, due to the interference of Matt Hardy behind the referee's back, nailing Triple H with a monstrous chair shot, Triple H lost his Intercontinental Championship to Jeff Hardy. Now, this is still regarded in wrestling history as one of the biggest upsets in wrestling. If you remember, this is way before Jeff Hardy was a main eventer. This is when Jeff Hardy was still kind of fresh on the scene, got a lot of momentum coming out of WrestleMania and SummerSlam with the two back-to-back uh, TLC fucking performances that were highlight real moments for Jeff Hardy. So he had some momentum, but still Jeff Hardy was not a top talent. This is still when the WWE was trying to build new guys and put them in that spot. That's why we see a team like the Hardy Boys in the main event of Raw last week and then in the main event of SmackDown. And we're going to see Jeff Hardy defend his freshly new one Intercontinental Champion against Triple H in a rematch from SmackDown on this episode of Raw. So let's get right into it. You got the backstory. Let's get into it. First of all, Raw starts with clips of Jeff Hardy beating uh, Triple H. This was a upset in the one-year century of 2000. This was probably the biggest upset in the 2000s in this early, you know, centuries, only a year in. But I can't think of anything that happened in before this or in 2000 where you could consider it a big upset where a mid-card guy beat a legitimate 
main eventer. So this was a huge moment. Um, this was something that before Jeff Hardy won the title, you could consider this being his biggest moment in his career, I would say. So definitely a huge moment. And it is not for long, though. We're going to talk about that later. But we get a rematch tonight in the main event. It's going to be Jeff Hardy versus Triple H. Uh, Raw starts off with Vince McMahon coming out. If you remember last week, Linda McMahon was here and she said that she wants a divorce from Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon is here to say that he will not agree to a divorce with Linda McMahon. He does not believe in divorce, which is comedy gold because just a few months ago, it is uh, Vince McMahon who asks, gosh, who asks Linda McMahon for a divorce. And that is the whole reason why Linda wants her revenge and wants a divorce on Vince. But now all of a sudden, Vince McMahon does not believe in divorce. He says he vows that he will not get divorced. He said he believes that the vows that you say at the altar during your wedding should be sacred. And anybody who gets a divorce should be incarcerated for the rest of their life, which is a little bit, you know, ugh, it's a little extreme there. But this is pure comedy gold. This is what makes Vince McMahon so good. You know, everybody likes to shit on McMahon, and I've been guilty of shitting on McMahon, but people forget the fucking character that he was. People forget that he was probably the biggest heel in the business and had one of the most intriguing and entertaining characters in professional wrestling. He could be serious. He could be sinister. And then in a promo like this, he could switch it up and just be pure comedy and not forced comedy, but pure comedy and everything hits. This was really, really funny. Um, he says that he believes that, you know, Linda McMahon is just doing this so she could get half of the WWF and that's not going to happen. He said he worked damn hard to get where he is today. So he'll be damned if a woman is going to take half of what he owns. This leads to Deborah McMichaels coming out. If you guys remember at this time, Deborah is the wife of Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, Dom says, if you're in the chat with me, smash that like button. Yes, sir. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We got a lot of cool shit coming up. Definitely hit that subscribe button to the Bloodline. Deborah McMichaels comes out, who is no longer McMichaels, but Deborah comes out. I literally just saw her on WCW as Deborah McMichaels, so that's why I said that. But Deborah comes out, and she says that she is not happy with her husband Stone Cold and his change of heart all of a sudden, teaming up with and aligning himself with Vince McMahon. She says that she is not going to condone her husband's actions, and she blames Vince McMahon 100% for Stone Cold's change of heart and change in character. Vince McMahon says that you can't blame him. He says, I didn't ask Stone Cold to join me. Stone Cold asked me. I did not influence Stone Cold. Stone Cold came to me. None of what you saw at WrestleMania 17 or what you're seeing in the last couple of weeks with this new Stone Cold is something that Vince McMahon asked for. This is 100% the brainchild of Deborah's husband. So he said, if you didn't know that, and if you're not on the same page as your husband, then what does that say about you as a wife? He says that the saying goes, behind every man is a great woman, but maybe Deborah's the exception to the rule. This leads to Deborah slapping the ever-loving shit out of Vince McMahon. You know, you have those slaps where it's like it echoes, but... Deborah left a fucking hand mark on Vince McMahon's face. She slapped him so hard. I'm actually going to get that clip. I'm going to put it on Instagram and show you guys because that fucking hand was stuck on Vince McMahon's face. It was a hard-ass slap. Uh, she's 
pissed off. She doesn't like that Stone Cold has this change of heart, and she does not like that Vince McMahon is influencing him. So she let it be known, I'm not down with the shits. But somebody who was not condoning her actions is her husband, Stone Cold Steve Austin, because as soon as Deborah goes backstage, Stone Cold pulls her into the locker room, sits her down in a chair, and scolds the shit out of her. He tells her that she is not allowed to leave that locker room until he comes back and gets her. Let's talk about the first matchup of the night. First match we have for the WWF Tag Team Championships, it is Edge and Christian versus Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly, along with Molly Holly. Before the matchup starts, though, Rhino makes his way to the ring without the Hollies even knowing it and gores the shit out of Hardcore Holly. He breaks him in half with that gore, gore, gore. So already the Hollies are at a clear disadvantage. It is Edge and Christian, basically a two-on-one assault on Crash Holly. In the end, though, they the Hollies actually put up a good fight. They, they did come back. Hardcore Holly did recover and did come back in this matchup, but the, the odds were too stacked against the Hollies. Edge and Christian retained the tag team titles. It is after this matchup where we see a limo pull up with a WCW license plate and out comes Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon has not been on this show since pre, pre-WrestleMania. pre If you think about the last time Shane McMahon had an appearance on Raw, he was actually not on Raw. He was at Nitro. It was the last Nitro that Shane McMahon made his final his last appearance on Raw telling Vince McMahon that he owns WCW. Then we know what happened at WrestleMania 17 when Shane McMahon put the, put the fucking boots to Vince McMahon's ass and beat him at WrestleMania 17 with a huge, beautiful coast-to-coast. You know, people, people need to go back and watch Shane versus Vince at WrestleMania 17 because, in my opinion, that is a very underrated matchup. An amazing WrestleMania matchup for two guys who are not trained professional wrestlers. But Shane McMahon is here. He's representing the WCW. He has a WCW Kangol hat, which is dope. I always thought Shane McMahon had a lot of cool style. When I was younger, not going to lie, I used to buy baseball jerseys just to look like Shane McMahon because I thought Shane McMahon was fucking dope. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. What, what did you guys think of Shane McMahon's style? Shane McMahon had style back in the day. Next matchup we have on the show, we have a matchup between two ECW legends. Dom in the chat, you're going to appreciate this one. We have Bubba Ray Dudley versus Just Incredible. If you remember last week, the X Factor, the team of Albert, X Pac, and Just Incredible, jumped Spike Dudley, and it led to a six man tag match between Spike, Devon, and Bubba versus the X Factor. And after the matchup, after the Dudley Boys win, the X Factor continued the beatdown and took out the Dudley Boys and put Bubba Ray through a table. So here we have the match between two ECW legends. It is Bubba Ray versus Just Incredible. Uh, lots of interference in this matchup um, from both sides. I, the Dudley Boys were never clear-cut baby faces, and they're just like natural heels. So you had it on both sides because not only was Albert and X-Pac getting into, well, interfering and getting you know shots in on Bubba Ray behind the referee's back, but Devon and Spike was doing the same thing to Just Incredible behind the referee's back. So in the end. After lots of interference and after Albert distracts the Dudley boy, after Albert distracts Bubba Ray Dudley, Spike Dudley hits a low blow on Albert. The referee tries to eject X-Pac and Spike Dudley. And in the ring, without the referee knowing this, Devon Dudley and Bubba Ray Dudley hit the what's up drop. I did that wrong. The what's up drop. 
onto Just Incredible for the victory. One, two, three. With heel tactics, Bubba Ray Dudley wins the matchup. Kurt Angle is upset with the matchup that William Regal made for him for this night. He says that it is going to be him versus Chris Jericho. He feels that he doesn't even have a beef with Chris Jericho. His beef is with Chris Benoit. William Regal's trying to make Kurt Angle do his dirty work. So he's having, you know, second thoughts about his alignment with William Regal. William Regal sees Kurt Angle talking shit and tells him, I want to see you in my office. No one knows what happens in the office. We'll talk about that later on. Michael Cole is here. He's interviewing Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin says that he was here to put not only Deborah in her place, but to put Lita back in her place. He said, everyone's mad at me that I wailed out on Lita last week. Well, guess what? If that redheaded freak gets in my way again, it's going to be a lot worse this week. As he's saying this, out of nowhere, Matt Hardy attacks Stone Cold Steve Austin. They have a big backstage brawl. Stone Cold Steve Austin is actually retreating from Matt Hardy, which makes Matt Hardy look fucking amazing because you have another mid-carder at the time. Think about it. This is 2001. This is not, you know, broken Matt Hardy. This is not delete, delete, delete. This is still 2001. You had a mid-carder at the time beating the shit out of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWF champion. It is then announced that Stone Cold Steve Austin is barred from ringside tonight. Stone Cold Steve Austin is pissed off. He said not only did Matt Hardy take him out, but now he wants revenge. He goes to Triple H's locker room where Triple H is getting ready for Jeff Hardy. He says, come on, get ready. We got to go. We got to go take out the Hardy boys right now. Triple H says, first of all, I don't want (laughs) to. You have your problems with Matt. I have my problems with Jeff. If Matt Hardy took you out, then you should go handle it. But actually, just because I don't trust that you're going to fuck up my chances on getting back the Intercontinental Champion, why don't you wait till next week? Why don't you just go back to the hotel room, you know, decompress, take it easy. You don't have to be here. You don't have a match. So what if Matt Hardy got the better of you? I'm going to beat Jeff Hardy tonight, and I'm not going to have that ruined for anybody. So I think you need to just trust me as I take care of it. Stone Cold reluctantly agrees. He says, all right, you know what? You take care of this Triple H. I'll see you next week. I'm going back to the hotel. Next matchup, we have a hardcore title matchup. It is Steven Richards from the Right to Censor versus Kane. Uh, After Steven Richards hits Kane with two huge garbage can shots, to no effect, Kane just ate that shit. Steven Richards runs to the backstage area where the rest of the right to censor is there waiting for Kane in the parking lot. They jump Kane. They try to put Kane in a, in a straight jacket. And then out comes out of a fucking car out of nowhere. I guess Undertaker saw the right to censor there the whole time. But out comes the Undertaker, Kane's brother, who takes out the whole right to censor. And then Kane hits a tombstone pile driver on the concrete in the parking lot for the three. Still your hardcore champion, Kane. Undertaker then tells Stephen Richards, he goes to him and he says, take my advice. Stop trying to put up the good fight and try to get yourself a good girl. That was kind of random. I don't know why he said that, but that was random. Next up, we got the before mentioned matchup between Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho. And this matchup was fucking amazing, yo. These guys had too much chemistry. Amazing chemistry. First of all, let's check this chat out. The chat is blowing up right now. 
Shout out to Devin. My tribal chief is in the house. Was popping, bro. My bloodline brother. Can't stop, won't stop. Like Dom says here, the bloodline can't stop. You know what I mean? Like I said, had a little issue there. Had to fucking address it. We're good now. Sim says, I remember Matt Hardy was a badass here. Yeah, Matt Hardy definitely took the fucking... He took the realms of where he was in this time. He took it and grasped it, and he fucking ran with the spot that they were giving him. Because Matt Hardy not only took out Stone Cold, but he was intense. He looked realistic. He made it look like it was a real fight. He was cursing and getting bleeped out. Matt Hardy looked like a fucking badass here, 100%. And I think that they really were giving not only Jeff an opportunity here, but Matt. Everybody looks at this time period, not to go too much on a tangent, but everybody looks at this time period as the time where WWF saw more in Jeff than Matt Hardy. And I think that's a lie. I don't think that's the case because, of course, yeah, Jeff Hardy was getting an IC title match against Triple H, but fucking Matt Hardy's taking out the world heavyweight champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So how can you say that Jeff was favored here by going against the IC champion when you had Matt Hardy taking out Stone Cold Steve Austin? Dom says at this point, Trips' ego was as big as his nose. <laughs> Brocast is in the motherfucking house. You know what I mean? I'm in the past right now, but Brocast is in the future. I appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much. Still out here grinding always. You know what I mean? Throw your ones up. Where shout out to Brocast. But yeah, I definitely think that Matt Hardy was given a big opportunity here as well as Jeff. Anyway, this matchup between Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho, very good matchup. Really good. I think that these guys had great chemistry. Chris Jericho may be one of Chris. Well, maybe Kurt Angle's one of his best uh, rivals. Every time they had a matchup with each other, it was always great. I know yesterday on the chat, or was it, uh, it might have been the pre-launch party, where we talked about the WrestleMania 16 matchup with Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 16 for the IC and the European Championship. I think uh, Tim said that was his favorite matchup. Amazing matchup. And since then, these guys have been putting on bangers. Mid-match, though, Kurt Angle goes to just leave the match. He says, fuck this. He ain't getting the better of Jericho. He's out. He says, I don't even want to be in this matchup. I'm over here exhausting myself in this matchup. Uh, Chris Jericho then attacks him on the ramp. And then out of nowhere, William Regal interferes. He just takes the beating to Jericho. You have a two-on-one assault here. William Regal puts the Regal stretch on Jericho while Kurt Angle has the ankle lock on Jericho. Beautiful combination submission here. Chris Benoit makes the save. This means we're getting an impromptu matchup now between Chris Benoit and William Regal. So not only are we having one great matchup with Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho, but this leads right into the next matchup, another great wrestling matchup, another fun wrestling matchup with great athletic action and great technical wrestling between William Regal and Chris Benoit. Now, one thing that I think was really cool was before I took my little you know hiatus and made my stance on watching WCW, the last Nitro I saw that I covered here on the DeLorean, on that show, we had Chris Benoit versus William Regal. And I said, if there was more matches like this on this show, I would continue watching WCW, but there isn't. So I thought it was really fucking cool when I go fast forward to 2001 and we got Chris Benoit versus William Regal once again. Another good matchup. In the end, William Regal loses. Chris Benoit wins with the Crippler Crossface. Next, we see a random 
uh, promo between Test and Billy Gunn, who will be looking for a third member to join them tonight as they go against the Radicals. And another random person here, Raven, says that he will join them. It will be tonight Billy Gunn, Test, and Raven versus Perry Saturn, Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero. Um, before that matchup starts, though, we see Matt Hardy backstage. He's telling Jeff, yo, I took out Austin. It's your turn tonight to take out Triple H. We're going to end this problem with these two tonight. And as he's talking, Lita comes. And Matt Hardy's a little upset. He's like, yo, what are you doing here? We told you go home. We told you stay home and relax. We told you to recover. It's too dangerous here. And Lita says, well, if you're here and you're going to put up a fight against those two, those two scumbags, I'm going to be here too. I'm not scared. Let them try that shit again. So the Hardy Boys are like, you know what? Let's go. Team Extreme, all three members are here. Let's go beat Triple H in the main event. So let's get to the matchup where it was the Radicals, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, and Dean Malenko against Tess, Billy Gunn, and Raven. This was a fun matchup. A lot of interesting pairings here. I thought it was really cool to see Raven and Perry Saturn in the ring together. They have not only their ECW history, but also, if you remember, Perry Saturn was one of the members of Raven's flock in WCW. Cool to see that. Eddie Guerrero is just too fucking good. And the fact that Eddie Guerrero in this matchup hits three amigos on test was fucking impressive. Eddie Guerrero, who was like 5'6", hitting three amigos on a 6'6", badass like Test, was awesome. In the end, though, surprise, surprise, Test, Billy Gunn, and Raven win when Raven hits the Raven effect on Perry Saturn. I thought that that was very interesting. We have that before-mentioned uh, handicap matchup between Kai and The Big Show. Uh, I love the Kyan side. This, this show would never fly today, but the whole Kyan side doing the voiceovers, you know, their promos with the evil indeed. Love that shit. Mad entertaining. Would never fly today, but this is why we go back in time. This shit flew in 2001, but not today. For some reason, they paid off the APA, though, to take their spot in this matchup. The APA absolutely level the big show with a double big boot. Then you had Bradshaw hit the clothesline from hell on the big show. Then the bell rings and Kyantai runs in. And even though they paid off the APA, and even though the APA took out the big show, it was to no avail because you had the big show get right back up, hit a double choke slam on Takamishinoku and Funaki for the pin. One, two, three. And then just like just like Bret Hart did the WCW in the air at Survivor Series 1997, the Big Show did a WCW. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't remember Big Show being a part of the Alliance, but the Big Show wants part of Shane McMahon's WCW. We'll see where that goes. Before the main event, before the Hardy Boys make their entrance, you have William Regal stopping all three of them and says, hey, hello, sunshine. You don't have no part of that main event. You are not a part of that main event. So, so, Matt Hardy, you are barred from ringside. Oh, yeah. By the way, Lita, you ain't going to be with your little boyfriend plotting backstage. Lita, you could be you could be ringside with Jeff Hardy. So, I see title match. We have Triple H and Stephanie McMahon on the outside versus Jeff Hardy with Lita. The reason why he made it a point to have Lita still be able to accompany Jeff Hardy backstage is because during this matchup, 
we see Matt Hardy being attacked backstage by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Lita is now torn. Is she going to stay with Jeff Hardy ringside and show support to Jeff? Or is she going to go and support her boyfriend backstage, Matt Hardy, as he's getting his fucking ass beat by the Texas Rattlesnake? I love how they played that story. At first, when William Regal said, Lita, you can still go. I thought that was a little fucking weird. Why would you do that? But then when I saw the reason why, I was like, yo, fucking WWE, yo. WWE and their stories. Devin would fucking appreciate this. But WWE stories was fucking top notch. Whether it's today, whether it was then, top notch, how they have layers to them. First, before I get to that, Cage My IQ, Dan says, oh, Dick Togo. <laughs> oh, he has aged. Yo, Dick Togo still going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Homie Nick says, Raven Effect is an underrated move. I love that you said that because I always said that there was a difference between people hitting the DDT and then Raven hitting the Raven Effect. I always felt like Raven and the Raven Effect, the original DDT with Jake the Snake Roberts, they just hit it differently than anybody else. So I love that way that you said the Raven effect was underrated because it definitely was as everyone else was hitting, you know, tornado DDTs and DDTs like four or five times in a matchup. When Raven hit that shit, that shit was a finisher. So definitely cool. I totally appreciate that comment. Johnny says, Mike, fuck. I hear Vince McMahon's backstage tonight. Oh, at raw tonight. I mean, he still owns the company, so I don't see why not. Big facts, top-notch. Top-notch WWE has top-notch storylines that have layers to them. And just, we're going to go back to it right now. I love the storyline of Lita being conflicted. Is she going to stay by Jeff Hardy's side as he's in the biggest matchup of his, of his life at the point against Triple H? Or is she, she going to tend to Matt Hardy, who's getting his ass beat by Stone Cold Steve Austin? In the end, Lita goes to check on Matt. But Stone Cold Steve Austin stops her at the ramp. Then he chases off Lita into the ring. And this was a shitty, shitty, shitty production botch by the WWE. Because as the cameras are on Lita and Stone Cold on the ramp, Triple H supposedly in the ring. It's not seen on camera because you're seeing Stone Cold and Lita, but not seen on camera. Triple H hits the pedigree, one, two, three on Jeff Hardy. And he is now, once again, your IC champion. Jeff Hardy only held the title for four days. After the matchup, Matt Hardy comes out. Stone Cold Steve Austin hits Matt Hardy with a stunner. Triple H hits another pedigree on Jeff Hardy. They start wailing on the Hardy boys with chairs. And as Lita tries to make the stop, they both have chairs. The two-man power trip, they corner Lita. And it looks like we're going to have a repeat of last week. But then lights go out. Kane's pyro hits. And then we got Limp Biscuit rolling, rolling, rolling. The Brothers of Destruction come out. They make the save. The two-man power trip dip. They're scared. They're not here to fucking face. They're not here to fight the Brothers of Destruction. They cower off to the back as not only the Brothers of Destruction stand tall in the ring, but then help the Hardy Boys up to their feet and show respect to not only Lita, but Matt and Jeff Hardy. They said on the mic that next week they want the two-man power trip. Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin, two on two. So next week, you know we're going to talk about it here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. It's going to be Kane and The Undertaker versus Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can you get a bigger main event on a Monday Night Raw than that? Ladies and gentlemen, 
I appreciate you all for being here. Thank you so much for sticking with me through that little technical difficulty. I appreciate, you know, you guys not only riding with me, but riding with the Circle of Debate, riding with the Wrestling Glory Podcast, but most importantly, riding with the Bloodline. Hit that subscribe button. I appreciate you all. We will be back here tomorrow with another old school review as we talk about TNA Bound for Glory 2006. Amazing show. Main evented by Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. Career versus title. Special guest enforcer, Kurt Angle. I can't fucking wait. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you guys. Shout out to my Bloodline brothers. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You guys are fucking awesome. Hit that subscribe button and acknowledge the Bloodline. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, by the way, Bloodline, you better stay here tonight because we have a big night on the Bloodline. Very special interview by my homie Tim King for the Tim King Show. It's going to be fucking awesome. Can't wait. Check it out. Tonight, it will be Tim King going to be here on the Tim King Show on the Bloodline interviewing the one and only Sam Adonis. Don't miss it. Stay tuned. Hit that subscribe button. Don't want to miss out. I love you guys. Peace out. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay positive. Peace out, y'all.